Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Lee Smith. And Lee, as things continue to evolve between Israel and Gaza, the story gets more and more fascinating to me as you see the Western media with its hands on its hips looking at Israel saying, Israel, you simply must stop. We're telling you to. And Israel saying, our citizens want us to win this war and bring an end to the missile attacks. We're not stopping anything. Right. Uh, well, thanks, thanks for having me. First of all, Michael, I appreciate it. Um, the missile attacks are certainly one part of it. The missiles and the rockets, the, that arsenal is certainly one part of it. The other enormous problem, and actually this is at this point larger than the missiles and the rockets, are the attack tunnels that Hamas has, uh, has built. Um, I, I wrote about this for us in the Weekly Standard last week. But the attack tunnels are, are fundamental. There have, been, um, there have been a number of plots that, that um, Hamas was rumored to have been undertaking, including a massive terror attack. Uh, upcoming uh, Rosh Hashanah, where they were going to send hundreds of Hamas fighters through the uh, through those attack tunnels into Israel to you know spray Israeli civilians, uh, you know with with gunfire, throw grenades. I mean they were looking at a spectacular uh, terrorist operation, upwards of a, a thousand uh, a thousand casualties. So this is what this is something certainly in the mind of Israeli citizens right now that they do not want um, Operation Protective Edge stopped until these attack tunnels are destroyed. And, and you, know, a, you know, Lee, people back thing. home, people here in the States, they hear tunnels and they're thinking maybe like the movie The Great Escape or something, a little tunnel that goes 100 yards or two and a couple of guys can pop out the other end. I've seen some of the video on CNN, Fox, and elsewhere. These tunnels look like you know, they were built by a utility company in Los Angeles to handle runoff rain. They're huge. Yeah, they're they're enormous, and it's very important for people to understand the distinction between the tunnels that um, are usually described as Gaza's uh, economic lifeblood, because or or, or bloodstream, because um, you know because Gaza is closed off since since Hamas uh, took over in 2007, both on the Egyptian side of the border and the Israeli side of the border. Um, you know they've closed they've closed that border, and then there's an Israeli military or other Israeli naval blockade uh, closing off Gaza that way. So one of the few ways, if not the only way, that goods can come into Gaza is through the tunnels from, um, from Egypt. However, this is an entirely different network of tunnels. These, tunnel, uh, these tunnels go not into Egypt, but go into Israel. These are the attack tunnels. Um, so, yeah, again, it's an enormous concern for, uh, for the government of Israel and, and its military, and, and they do not want to stop this. Um, they do not want to stop this campaign until they can destroy these tunnels. Oh, the you the constant conversation about uh, ceasefires and humanitarian ceasefires, etc. Two things I want to ask you about. One is uh, a few days ago, a poll came out showing something in the neighborhood of 80% of the people of Israel supporting this military action, which has got to be hard when you see, you know, heartbreaking pictures of you know of, you know dead children, dead civilians, etc. And then also the odd dance that is being done about ceasefires, where it seems as though. Uh, uh, the President of the United States is talking to people outside of Israel and Gaza, telling them, hey, there's going to be a ceasefire over here. And even and both parties looking at him going, what are you talking about? Right. Um, well, I mean, actually, the, the, the support, Israeli popular support is even higher. It's at 87% in one poll, 86.5% in another poll, which tells us that this is not a um, the, simply the hard right that wants the uh, that wants the government of Benjamin Netanyahu to come down hard on uh, on, on, on Hamas terrorists. It is the uh, it is the vast majority of Israeli citizens, including the Israeli left, 
you know, the flagship of the Israeli left is Haaretz newspaper. And over the last several days, Haaretz columnist, Ari Shavid and Barak Ravid, both wrote extremely critically of the Obama administration and urging uh, urging the government of Israel to continue its campaign, again, until it eradicates the tunnels and uh, and the rockets and missiles. So what's happened is the, uh, the Obama administration has put itself in opposition not simply to Netanyahu, not simply to a government that they've had problems with in the past, but to the people of Israel themselves, in opposition to Israel, when 87% are saying they don't want a ceasefire, this can't stop until these, net, until these tunnel networks and missiles are eradicated, that's saying that's an enormous problem for this president. He is standing now in opposition to Israel, period. Not so, Netanyahu, but Israel. Okay, so what then is the you know specific foreign policy regarding this conflict right now what is president obama, what are president obama and secretary kerry trying to do and, that, and there are a number of, uh, there are a number of things i mean I, I, let me describe to you how i believe the administration sees it um, they believe that the political leadership of hamas people like khaled meshal who is now living in qatar he's not in gaza of course but khaled meshal to them represent uh, moderate hamas leadership which is one of the reasons why Kerry tried to push a Qatari and Turkish ceasefire draft. That's what he was trying to shove down the throat of the Israelis. And when the Israelis started leaking this on Friday, after they saw this draft, they were appalled. They said that all of the terms were favorable to Hamas. Khaled Meshal could have written it himself, said Barak Ravid of Haaretz. The big thing here, though, is it's not about Qatar. It's not about Turkey. What this is, it's an Iranian project. The way the administration sees it is they want to be able to enable, again, I think this is nonsense. I think it's a perverse fiction just describing how they see it. They would like to be able to empower what they perceive as moderate Hamas political leadership as against the military commanders on the ground. It's the military commanders on the ground who are calling all the real shots. It's their war. It's not Khaled, this is, this is true. It's not Khaled Meshal's war. It's the military commanders on the ground, and these people are in touch with Iran. This is an Iranian project conducted to the military leaders on the ground. The way the Obama administration sees it is they want to take it away, or they want to empower Qatar. They want to empower what they perceive as moderate Hamas leadership. They want to go back to a peace process. That's one. The second thing they want is they do not want Israel to affect the status quo, to affect what they perceive to be the balance of power, because the most important thing for this administration is to have an accommodation with the Iranians over its nuclear weapons program and over its regional position generally. What they believe is if Israel were to win this conflict with Hamas, they believe that will change the balance of power and will make it much harder for them to get a deal with Iran. A state sponsor of terror, that's what they want. They want to deal with the Iranians, a state sponsor of terror, one of whose assets right now is fighting Israel. Well, let me that's stop you there because I, I, I think I see where you're going, but just let me see if I understand this. So let's say that this turns out to be the Hamas military defeat, that it looks like it's shaping up. And obviously there's a long way to go. Uh, mm -hmm. But let's say that Israel really does cripple Hamas, weaken Hamas in the eyes of the people in Gaza, take out their ability to do anything significant, you know, f f as far as using rockets or tunnels. And so and suddenly Israel's, you know, feeling stronger. They, they've got less pressure on that border anyway. They can turn around and look at Iran even more clearly. 
what does the world look like after that? Uh, and, and what is it that the, the administration will be afraid of? Well, I mean, I, I think the administration is concerned. Um, I, I think the Israelis are concerned about what happens, who's going to rule Gaza. If they do get rid of Hamas, if they do entirely decapitate the leadership, who is going to run Gaza? And the problem, again, is not, it's not who's going to fix streetlights. Right? It's not who's going to fix potholes. Um, it's not who's going to build buildings. What they mean when they say who's going to run Hamas is once someone else starts firing missiles and rockets, who are they going to be able to hold responsible? Everyone knows that they can now hold Hamas responsible for what happens there. But without Hamas, who's held responsible? Um, so that, that, that's one big issue. I believe that the administration is probably similarly concerned in the same way. But again, the administration, I think it's important for John Kerry and it's important for the president to have, you know, you've heard them talk about this, about the terms of the ceasefire. They say, yeah, Hamas will disarm, but within the context of, uh, you know, within the context of a, uh, a, a, of a larger deal, um, which means, you know, a, a, a res- ostensibly a resolution to the Palestinian-Israeli crisis. Under those circumstances, that's when Hamas will disarm, which I, I, I find it preposterous, but this is the way that this White House sees it. There's a transcript allegedly you know, purported to be of a conversation between President Obama right. and uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, and both sides have, have, have said that it's not true. It's been published in the, widely published in the Israeli press. Uh, right. What is your take on that, Lee? Is this the real deal, and what, what is the conversation back and forth right now between the leadership of America and the leadership of Israel? Right. I mean, I, I, I mean, just to, to give a, a brief rundown on of this alleged uh, transcript of a phone conversation on Sunday between uh, Barack Obama and Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the United States, the White House uh, released uh, released a statement saying it's it's not true, and then um, and then the Prime Minister's office in Jerusalem said the same thing. Um, whether or not the exact wording and exact phrasing of things are um, are correct. I, I think is I think is irrelevant because what that what the transcript uh, is purported to say is exactly what the ceasefire uh, what the ceasefire that the Americans tried to present Israel with on Friday looked like. It's like you know when the president says that he trusts Turkey and Qatar as mediators. You know this this is supposed to come as shocking. It's Tur- it's Turkey and Qatar ceasefire. So this is exactly what happened. When he says, you know, that uh, when he was alleged to have said in the conversation, he demands an immediate ceasefire from Israel. This is also part of the cease. This is also part of the ceasefire proposal. So whether or not these things were phrased in exactly the way this transcript says they were, it's perfectly uh, perfectly consistent with what we know happened. We know this. We know this because this is what the actual truce proposal looks like. One last question, and uh, has to do with uh, an argument being made by some that Israel is losing this war no matter what because they're losing reputation. They're looking, you know, uh, like bullies. They're looking like they have no regard for human life. The the civilian vic- uh, casualties make it look like is- Israel, uh, you know, is uh, you know, it will be left with blood on its hands and lower moral standing. Number one, is that a legitimate argument? Number two, is that an argument that the nation of Israel should worry about, whether it's legitimate yeah. or not? In other words, how important no, is right. PR to their survival? Right. Well, look, first of all, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a democracy run by rule of law. And of course, no one likes the idea that, um, I, I mean, if they, if they w- were actually targeting innocent civilians intentionally, uh, I mean, that, that, that really would be a stain. That's a stain on any country's honor. Um, 
But this is this is in fact it's not what's happening. Uh, of course, the government of Israel, the you know, it, it's an elected government, and their first concern is its citizens. Um, the other really important thing to notice is that what we're starting to see now, actually, we're starting to see reporters coming out of Gaza. There was some uh, Italian journalist, someone just sent me a link about an hour ago. There's some Italian journalist who's coming in saying, like, look, they tried to stop me, the Hamas guys, from reporting the truth, that their, that their entire leadership is hidden under a Shifa hospital. And they did stop him from reporting the truth because these are guys who are carrying guns, and they don't play by the same rules uh, that uh, that Western officials do when it comes to journalists. If they were going to report this, they were going to kill them. Um, so we are seeing now. We are seeing this is this, this I think is is very very important because I know that since 2006 at least with the Israel Hezbollah war, journalists have been tilting um, toward these various resistance groups, whether it was Hezbollah, whether it was Hamas. They were not reporting the truth. They were not reporting what's happening. Now what we're seeing is for whatever reason. Reporters are coming out and they're saying, look, we were intimidated, we were bullied, here's what's happening, Hamas won't let us report it while we're in Gaza. But now that we're out, we're saying, here's what's happening. I think it's a very important development. And thank you, Lee Smith, for telling us what's happening in Gaza and with uh, Israel here on the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.